0: The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. The Ogden Music Festival kicks off on Friday, May 31st and is absolutely one of Utah's hidden gems. The fest brings a great weekend lineup to Fort Buenaventura, a 26-acre park that feels wild in the middle of Ogden City. You can camp for the weekend or just drop in for a day. Kids under 16 get in free, and tickets start at 25 bucks. See Molly Tuttle and Golden Highway, Las Cafeteras, and so much more at Ogden Music Festival. Tickets at OFOAM.org. Here is what Salt Lake's talking about. We are coming up on the 21st year of the Salt Lake City Marathon, an iconic annual tradition wherein a handful of show-offs run a six-minute mile and the rest of us use it as an excuse to prove we can, could, or would run a marathon one day. So whether you are a seasoned sprinter or literally training to run just 3.1 miles, that's me, here are some tips, tricks, and great local routes. Plus, a very exciting CityCast Salt Lake event announcement at the end of this episode. It's Thursday, February 15th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is your favorite local podcast. Shereen Gorbani and Bryant Heath, you are two Salt Lakers who absolutely will not stop running around this town. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited to be able to really up my
1: identity as a runner.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Brian, we know you because you have run every street in Salt Lake City. But Shireen, I actually want to start with you right now because you're my bestie. And so you have to be honest with me. Do you actually like running or are you just doing it for the clout?
1: No, I don't like running. Um, (laughs) I I really started, I was thinking about this. My like running journey began very, well, not very late. People can start anytime. But I was not a runner growing up. I was a theater kid. No surprise Mm -hmm. to anybody. My mom like would always have these sayings about running like, you know, unless you're being chased, there's not really a good reason to run. Yeah. But then my dear friend Georgie was like, oh, I really want to run this Butch Cassidy 10k, which is down right at the mouth of Zion. And I was like, you know what, I can do it. I could do a 10k. And that kind of kicked it off for me. And so that was of oh, probably 14 years ago. And now we've been kind of just signing up for races along the way.
0: Okay, that confirms my suspicion that a lot of people get started on a running journey because they sign up for a race like the upcoming Salt Lake Marathon. Is that your story, Brian?
2: Uh, Not quite, but uh, similar to Shireen, I was a band kid in high school. So I, I definitely was... So you
0: were marching.
2: I was marching, so kind of like running, but definitely more averse to exercise. And I sort of got in in the college time frame where we'd go to the rec center, and let's be honest, I was intimidated by all the basketball players that I I, (laughs) on the court, so I didn't feel comfortable inserting myself there. So I just started doing the indoor track and the treadmill, and that's kind of how I got the bug.
0: Okay. One of the things that I hear often is that running is a great exercise to embark on because it's cheap. I'm over here spending $25 every time I want to go to a Pilates class. Is it true that running is a cheap lifestyle?
1: I think it can be. There is certainly a huge industry built up around it, but you know, a good pair of shoes can really run the gamut of cost. Um I think on the very low end you're probably talking about 70 bucks maybe for a good pair of running shoes and then that can certainly go a lot higher than that. But they can last quite a while and also I think thinking about kind of like performance wear, you don't need a lot of gear to be out running. Um, So I do think it's accessible in that way, but one of the other things that I really like about it, and now that I've been a runner, (laughs) I don't know why I get like laugh when I say it, because I'm, I really do run almost every day. Um, but I think there's, there's something really nice about being able to do it anywhere, right? So um, on trips, being able to see new cities, sometimes I sign up for races in other places. But when I travel, like I got to run through Vancouver last summer and just kind of planning to see cities that way is also a really nice element of it. Um, Not that it's not fun to go to a yoga studio or or visit, you know, some other exercise facility when you're traveling, but there's something really nice about being able to just run. And actually on on your birthday trip last year, I got to run the Manhattan Bridge, which was also really a great time. So I think it's just a great way to see a city too.
2: Yeah. And I just think it has just such a small barrier to entry. Like anybody can go out in any sort of pair of tennis shoes, and just leave the house and start going around the neighborhood. Like You don't really have to invest in that much equipment or gear to get started. And of course, like any hobby, it can balloon, but then you can manage it as well as what you want to manage it.
0: Brian, how many running-associated injuries have you suffered?
2: <laughs> Probably, uh, I would say two. I kind of had tweaked my knee one time, and then I kind of had a little bit of IT band issues, but... You know, that's the other thing is like, as long as you're self-aware, like you can take breaks and then also come back to it more or less in the same fashion that you, you left it. So it's not like mm-hmm. whenever you're um, learning maybe other hobbies and you take an extended period of time and it feels like you're kind of back to square one. I feel like uh, getting back to where you were is a lot more quick with respect to running.
0: Shireen, if you don't like running, why do you keep doing it? (laughs) Because I do like how it impacts the rest of my life. I
1: I was uh, running sort of for races or running maybe, I don't know, pretty consistently, but not like I am now up until the beginning of the pandemic when I realized, especially in a shift to I had a position where I worked from home, I was crawling out of my skin and I just couldn't, there was no way that I was going to be able to get through the day without getting out and moving. And so that's when I started running pretty regularly like I said almost every day um but I'm a kind of a slow steady as she goes girl like I run pretty consistently between 10 and a half and sometimes 12 minute miles like I am not running fast but I'm running really consistently um I can get a little speedier if I'm working towards a race but I just really want it to be something that I'm able to do for a long time and I also just feel like that, Kind of reset. Um, I'm also really I I live in the abs and so there's a lot of hills. So often, kind of just climbing up to 11th Ave or whatever. It's really getting the heart pumping. Um, but there's yeah. something nice about that kind of reset during the day for me that really helped me kind of stay in my body and stay focused. And now I would say I do enjoy it. And I also have dogs, and so that's a big part of it too. Is just getting out, moving the animals around, trying to do that in an efficient manner. But um, I also like walks. You know,
0: yeah. Okay, I want to talk about some of the best places to run in and around this city. Bryant, I'm going to start with you because, again, you have run every single street in Salt Lake City. I think that makes you an expert. But, Shireen, please weigh in. Where are some of your favorite routes or loops or or places you've discovered that have just, like, I don't know, that are that are nice to run on, like wood chips?
2: Well, what I enjoy doing is just, like, running residential streets for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. One is... I hate stopping whenever I'm running. And whenever you're like in the downtown or central city area, you're stopping for lights, you know, it seems like every other quarter mile. Um, and, and that stop and start, I don't particularly enjoy. So, what I like to do is kind of like, Segment off an area, maybe between two, you know, semi-major arterial roads, and just kind of crisscross and meander and roam, and then you can have that continuity with not having to pause or stop or break if you don't want to. And then you also have this idea of just like you know, discovering a neighborhood. So whether that's like between 17th East and 21st East in Sugar House, or 600 North and 1000 North in Rose Park, you can kind of like crisscross, meander, and just kind of discover an area you may not you know, know very well.
0: I mean, so if you're out for like, you're doing three, four, five, six miles, I feel like that could make sense. But if you're training for the Salt Lake Marathon, that's about 26 miles. Are you still doing that in neighborhoods? Or do you get on the Jordan River Trail and just like run to Murray?
2: Well, most of the time you're worried about accumulating mileage in a given week. And so not all your runs will be long. So yeah, that will be the majority of my runs during the week would be like those four or five, six miles through the neighborhood. And maybe you have one or two long runs where you happen to hit the trails like the Bonneville Shoreline Trail, where again, you're kind of uninterrupted and you can go for miles and miles and miles and miles as far as you want to go to get some of those longer runs in.
0: Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants, but the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments, so if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. Shereen, what about you? Where do you like to run?
1: Well, I I don't know if we've really talked in great detail about my deep fear of snakes.
0: (laughs) But I mean... That is an important caveat. I know.
1: I really like to run on the trails and I really have to manage my snake anxiety in a way that (laughs) gives me a lot of compassion for those who live with kind of day-to-day anxiety because I don't. But when I get on the trails, man, do I feel it. Like I have to really (laughs) calm myself and talk myself through the fact that it's going to be okay. Um, But it's definitely an exposure thing for me. I love running on our trails. And I, I like that we have... There are a number of points of access to really, you know, good, good trail running around the city. I really also quite like the Jordan River Trail to be able to just kind of um, get some place that's shady. I'm often running through the summer and that's a nice place to pick up some miles that's typically cooler. Um, and then I really have to say, like, I I think for a person who's thinking about starting when I was starting I ran a lot of laps around Liberty Park, and I mm. like that there's a variety of terrain, lots of people, more advanced runners, people who are just kind of trying it out. I think it's a nice place to kind of build a little community and it's a good place again to, to run inter- uninterrupted um, and you have the option of like wood chips, whatever like there, there's that kind of diversity too. Um, mm. I feel like Brian, one of our first times meeting in person was running Sugarhouse Park where you are Vespidi, so I kept missing you. But that's a nice park too because it's got a little elevation change and so you can kind of get used to those mm. which often pop up in races or just it's nice to practice.
2: Yeah, I love Sugar House Park. That was actually one of my projects last year for the first six months was I was only running Sugarhouse Park to see how many laps <laughs> I could get in. But I agree, it's just nice being uninterrupted. It's a good mileage. I think it's about you know, 1.385 miles around the loop approximately is what I discerned from my experience. And it has okay. a little bit of elevation, a couple of hills, uh, always people around so that you can kind of keep pace if you want to keep pace with others or push yourself just, you know, based on others. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed the parks as well.
0: So if I'm training for a 5K and I do three laps around Sugarhouse Park. You're golden. Done. I'm getting a little elevation, like I'm golden.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. I think I could do that. Shereen, when you run the Jordan River Trail, where do you like to get on? Well, it depends on what I'm doing,
1: but I sometimes will run from downtown over and then Mm. jump on kind of close to the Fisher Mansion, actually, and then I head south. But I've also done it where I think I've gone down to about 13th South and then head south from there as well. So I don't know. It just depends. Some areas are shadier than others. So it really is about kind of time of year and what I'm trying trying to get to.
0: Can I ask you, do either of you ever run Dimpledell Park? Because I ride there and I'm always surprised I don't see more runners given that it's huge in Draper and it's a wood chip path.
1: I have run. Uh, a couple of kids' birthday parties have taken me down to the South Valley. <laughs> and uh, I have discussed the great joy of being able to drop your kid and go. Um, yeah. And so I'll just put on my running gear, drop him, and then at the ninja gym or whatever, <laughs> and then yeah. head out. And it's really it's really nice. Um, it does have kind of a mix of... Exposed and shaded. There are some really nice stretches that are shady in Dimpledale. That is a beautiful park and has a lot of diversity and also really nice elevation opportunities, things like that. But yeah, it's definitely a place where you're going to run into a lot of dog walkers, horses, which is unusual, but really a fun diversification of kind of what you see on a trail.
0: Okay. What tips do you have from your own experiences for people who are new to running altogether? Because I think I might do the 5K in the Salt Lake City Marathon. I one time did a couch to 5K program. So like, I know I can do it, but I, I kind of didn't stick with running. <laughs> I feel like my chest is going to explode and I get shin splints every time I try and run. But Brian, like if I'm lacing up for the first time, what do I need to know?
2: The biggest thing is knowing that lacing up is always the hardest part, like getting motivated to actually go out there. It's something I still have problems with even 20 years later. But once you're out mm. there, after a while, it just becomes more and more enjoyable, the consistency that you have. And so that's what I always tell people uh, who is getting started out is it doesn't matter how fast you are, how far you go. It's just the having that habit of lacing up and just going outside and just going at whatever pace seems comfortable, at whatever mileage seems comfortable, then you come back home, the next day comes, and you do it again. And then you do it again, mm-hmm. as frequently as you're able to starting out to develop that habit.
0: Yeah, I like the run-walk combo too. I feel like whenever I've been learning, it's like run for a minute, walk for two minutes. You know, that kind of thing <clears> helps <throat> me get my footing.
1: Yeah, I also think it's nice to get a buddy. I um, like I mentioned, I think my first race was with my friend Georgie and we would just go out and run kind of solo during the week. But on the weekends, we'd meet up and run our our longer runs, which were like, you know, three, four miles. Um, but it really is nice to have that kind of partner system. I think it helps with sort of regulation as well. Like when you're running and having a comfortable conversation, you kind of get to that point. But I do remember the first time another friend of mine invited me to come run with her. I was so nervous because i had really gotten in my head about it and listened to music and i was like i i'll meet you but i might need to just not talk for the whole time <laughs> it's just like it's so strange but okay and then having that kind of accountability to be with somebody and also just to really enjoy outside i will say another pitch for the salt lake i i'm going to run the half this year but the the salt lake marathon is at the end of april and generally it's it is snowing now as we're speaking and i'm about to head out for a few miles but Generally, you get to run in a really temperate kind of time of year here. It's really beautiful to sort of watch spring come on us in the in these early months of the year. And it's a great time if you're thinking about kind of getting involved. There are so many. I just find it to be a really friendly race.
0: Yeah. The Salt Lake Marathon lets you register to do 5K, 10K, a half or the full marathon. For people who might be using it as an excuse to do their first half or full marathon, should they already be well into training or could someone start today like what does that look like the run up i
1: think it really depends on kind of where you're at in terms of your if you are a consistent runner or not my training schedule started last week i think um so i'm just beginning to add the mileage on the weekends but i am running the half i think for the fuller the half, you probably should have been sort of thinking about that already. But I don't know, Brian, what do you think? I think 5K, 10K, you can jump in.
2: Absolutely. And I think like it's important too, when you jump in, have in mind like tiered goals based on maybe where you're at currently. It's it just like um, when I see people who finish and are kind of like disappointed, it like takes a little <laughs> bit out of me because I'm like... It doesn't matter. You finished. That's an amazing job. And so have okay. an idea like finishing first goal. Okay, maybe have a time idea of where you want to finish as your second goal. And maybe like push yourself to a PR for a third goal. But having that kind of uh, managing expectations about, hey, you're doing a race. That's amazing. Even if you don't finish the race, the fact that you like trained hard to get to that point is amazing. And you should kind of celebrate those kind of wins too.
0: Yeah. Are there any upcoming races in other parts of the state that you all recommend or that you've been kind of dying to jump
2: into? I will tell you one that I'm super excited about signing up for is I want to do the St. George Marathon. I read Meg Walter's piece in the Deseret News last year, (laughs) chronicling her adventures of running that race. The highs and the lows is a very humorous piece. I enjoyed it thoroughly extremely accurate with how it is with marathon running. Um, and so mm-hmm. ever since I read that piece, saw her photos and kind of uh, tagged along on her journey with respect to training and actually participating in that race, it kind of lit me a fire. It's like, I, I think I might do that this year.
0: You're not going to do the whale-a-thon, the 26 <laughs> miles, however many laps around the whale. The night, also the
2: intriguing, but for other reasons, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I've, I've been lucky to to run around our state quite a bit. I've done the Ogden half. Monument Valley Half, uh, Snow Canyon is a huge hit for me. That's a beautiful run. Um, I would say there's one... That I just had to search this morning to see if it came back. One of my absolute favorites is the Moab Winter Sun 10K. Mm. And mm-hmm. it is um it runs the same weekend as the Festival of Lights Parade that kind of kicks off the holiday season. And I I know that, Ali, you know I'm a Grinch, but I really <laughs> love the Moab holiday parade because they've they uh-huh. it's like an electric lights kind of situation. And they put they put like um lights on tiny horses which is really (laughs) it's really a charming situation
0: (laughs) also a very particular sound a tiny horse oh wow what a joy so that is um
1: my understanding is that that race had kind of gone away it did come back last year as a very exclusive locals race and so i'm going to see if they open that up again this year but it's yeah at the end of the year in moab that's a it's a really fun time to be there and a great a great weekend
0: okay before i let you both go i have to ask so Shireen, you're going to do the half in the Salt Lake Marathon. People will probably be able to spot you easily because I feel like you're usually running in something electric colored or very shiny. (laughs) Yep. Brian, you're thinking about it. You've done the marathon in the past. Not sure what this year will bring. But if either of you could be sponsored in that race by a local business, which one would it be and why?
2: Oh, man. I would say... Well, nothing's better at the end of a race and finishing than having a nice ice cold beer. So maybe like mm. one of our local like breweries, like maybe have like TF Brewing sponsor me. And then afterwards we can go over there for a little bit of a brews to celebrate the race. So that's what I was thinking.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Do You want something strong like you want a Furda? You running for Furda <laughs> oh. or you're running for a Blondale?
2: <laughs> How about both? Do we have to discriminate? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: I like it. Edward running hands. What about you, Shireen? Oh my goodness. Well, I,
1: so this one is also, I think a real opportunity because of a co-location issue, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Baby's bagels. I would like to be sponsored by babies because that finish line is right next to them. And so you could tear across and then somebody could just hand me a (laughs) bagel.
0: Honestly, you could slip your hand through it. It would go on like a bracelet. So I think that could be fun.
2: And then you can grab a pint of TFs to go, too. There so. You go. <laughs> so true. So true.
0: I love it. Brian Heath and Shireen Gorbani, thank you so much for your time. Good luck out there. Be safe.
2: <laughs> thank you so much. We
0: will. Okay, Brian and Shireen had the brilliant idea to host a CityCast Salt Lake fun run, and we're doing it. On Sunday, March 24th, meet us at the 9th and 9th Whale for a casual two-mile jog down to the central 9th neighborhood for drinks and snacks. More to come on festivities and a start time. Now, you know I have to send this invite out to CityCast Salt Lake members first. So if you're a founding member of this show, keep an eye on your inbox. We are going to limit registration. If you aren't a member, this is a great way to sustain our work and make new friends. Think about it. Find out more at membership.citycast.fm and know that if our fun run doesn't fill with members, I will share details and registration links in a future episode and in our Hey Salt Lake newsletter. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.